welcome to the Music Works Micro Podcast, Business and Mindset Tips for Music Professionals. I'm Katie Beardsworth, founder of Polyphony Arts, and for today's Business and Mindset episode, I want to talk about finding your unique selling point, or USP, and why, as a musician, this is important. I often feel resistance from musicians when I bring this up, and I think this is totally understandable, so I want to acknowledge why this is why it's still important to do it even if it's uncomfortable and how to do it in a meaningful and genuine way that will benefit you. So, first of all, here's a message from our sponsor. Music Works is generously supported by Alliance Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer. Serving the music community since 1960, proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. Alliance offer a team of music experts who understand musicians' needs and lifestyles, especially helpful during the strange times we're in. You can get cover for all types of instruments and musical equipment. Cover includes protection against accidental damage, loss, theft and more. Also, unlike home insurance, there's no excess to pay on instrument or accessory claims. If these difficult times have shown us anything, it's that life can be unpredictable and a lot of things are beyond our control. That's why insurance is important for any musician, whether you're planning to tour the world or teach the next generation. Then, if the worst happens, you won't be left out of pocket and you can get back to doing what you do best. At the moment, Alliance have a special online offer with two months free cover. And not only that, but every Alliance music policy now includes free legal assistance and support so you can protect yourself both as a musician and in your personal life. Find out more at alliancemusic.co.uk. Okay, so let's talk about USPs, unique selling points. You might have also heard this talked about in terms of personal brand, uh, your voice or other similar terms. In business, it is critical to identify your USP and ensure your marketing material always speaks to this. Businesses invest heavily in making sure their unique place in the market is understood and communicated to their ideal customers. So I want to start with why musicians often resist this idea. When I talk to musicians about this, I often initially hear that I want to appeal to everyone, um, but I can do so much more than just that, and I'm not a one-trick pony. I totally get this. It's completely understandable. We naturally learn such a range of repertoire. Why would we want to limit ourselves? It's not artistically rewarding to do that, unless, of course, you want to. Also, it goes deeper than that. When we're training, music exams are focused around playing pieces from as wide of a range of countries and musical periods as possible. We're taught from an early age that variety is the key to success. So before we look at the solutions, which I'm coming to in a moment, uh, let's look at the flip side, the argument for having a USP. And just in case you need this, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. I am not going to end this podcast by persuading you to choose one composer or project and focus on that. So please don't turn off here. When we have a clear message or specialism, it becomes so much easier to talk about ourselves clearly and concisely to people and explain what we do. A really good example of this, um, of where this comes up in my work, is when I talk to artist clients about what programmes or pieces they want to feature on their webpage on my website. And just for a bit of context, um, most of my artists have their own websites, um, which kind of demonstrate the range of their work but the web page on my website is um, a pitching tool and it's used specifically to promote um, 
whatever the specific projects or programs are that I am selling on behalf of these artists. Now, obviously, um, when you're talking about performers in this context, so every performer has a repertoire list as long as they're on, but it's actually really not desirable to list every possible piece on a promotional page. Nor is it realistic to keep a wide range of repertoire performance ready all the time. This, of course, won't be news to you. Many soloists and chamber musicians focus on a very small number of works per season for practical reasons. Some artists have full repertoire lists on their websites and also focus on specific programmes. Frankly, I'm unsure whether even this is necessary. It may be useful for you to have a full list of your repertoire um, for kind of programming purposes, but actually, I really think it's best to put down what your ideal is. So we have this conversation and we say what to put on this. The musician's instinct is almost always to put as much as possible. Um, I generally ask, um, in the case of publicizing programs for say chamber musicians or soloists, I ask for two to three programs or concertos that they would like to promote for a season, ideally showing three or fewer than three unique themes, styles, etc. Uh, I sometimes then receive um, six or more of these or an entire repertoire list. Um, now, and I, again, I get that. I get why that is. It's because we've done a huge amount of work um, learning all this stuff, developing ourselves to be able to play everything and we want to show off that we can do that. And I do get that. And I think that that is understandable. However, in this context, here is the thing. People don't want to know that you can play everything. They will automatically assume that. The majority of promoters want you to play what you want to play the most. They want to know what you have decided is your best work. So once years ago, I was speaking to a cellist that I wanted to book for a concert series I was organising. I wanted him to bring a string quartet as there was a gap for that in my season. When I asked about that, he said he preferred to bring a piano trio. Initially, I went back to him and asked if there was any way he could bring a quartet um, because I was thinking of the season and the fact that quartets are popular with my audience. But then I thought better of it. A piano trio was his preferred option. It meant he would work with his first choice collaborators on his first choice repertoire. I backtracked and we planned a piano trio concert. And by the way, it was completely spectacular. Um, this example that I'm running with here about how USP is represented on, on websites in terms of repertoire and examples of work is also a challenge for composers. So as a composer with a varied output, how do you choose which pieces you promote above others and can't you just promote them all? There are various solutions to this. You can't just promote them all equally because it's too confusing. If they want to be introduced to your music, they want to know what your seminal thing is that you're so proud of and you think this is what I need. Um, you to listen to to get a sense of how great I am. There are various solutions to this. Um, one of my favourites that's quite an all-rounder is to choose up to three contrasting works that you have good good media for, um, good videos, good audio. And I know that even that narrowing it down to three or less is still a hard choice. Uh, so I do acknowledge that, but still, it's more than one. And to promote these first and foremost, focus on them for a period of time um, for composers, unlike performers, I do think it's a good idea to have a separate page or document where your whole catalogue is listed, ideally by instrument or by forces, so that um, if anyone is interested in collaborating with you, they can see your music for cello or you know your music for chamber ensemble um, easily. 
Um, on that page, you can also include some further media examples if you want to share them, because the purpose of that is that, um, you know, somebody is already interested and bought in to a certain extent, and they are interested to know more, and that can be useful. Um, however, again, alongside all of this, and I've gone quite deep into this particular issue as an example of how to deal with USP um, things in general, um, would be uh, just to be really minimalist in what you promote and say, obviously, I have a lot more work to share. Um, let me know if you're interested to hear more. And then you see if people do that, because, you know, if, if someone is interested and your marketing is working, um, then they might get in touch and say, I'd love to hear if you have any of this, that and the other. And then, you know, the dialogue is open. That's uh, another option. Um, so just to come off the whole repertoire, because actually this is not all about repertoire at all, and um, it's kind of struggling to fit um, the topic of USP into a micro podcast episode. I may focus on these uh, on other aspects of this in the future. Um, and I'd love to hear from you if that would be interesting to you. Um, but the, just to kind of round off, there's another solution um, which applies equally to performers and composers. And that's just not to see this as a repertoire limiting issue at all. Um, that doesn't work for everyone at all. But to see this as more to do with your personality and your life as a whole and how that's represented in your music. For instance, you might want to write um, your biography and focus your social media posts around a theme or a, a topic that's important to you. It might be parenthood, it might be a love of animals, it might be mental health, it could be anything really. Um, but we all have things that inspire us and that are kind of running themes throughout our lives. And I'd love to challenge you to think about what those things are for you and their impact on your performance or your composition work and where they sit for you with that. Is there an overarching inspiration an overarching sense of your personality that you can share with your audience and give them a sense of who you really are and why your music is really special. As I said, there's quite a lot more to say on this, but I hope that this little snapshot of um, thoughts on unique selling points and their importance to musicians has been useful. If you need help with this, you can find like-minded people at Polyphony Arts. Subscribe to Music Works, where you can listen to lots more episodes about the classical music business and sign up to our mailing list on our website, polyphonyarts.com forward slash mailing dash list. And if you really want to dive in, have a look at our strategic coaching program where we can go in depth and find your USP together. This is always a major focus on the coaching program, um, and I really enjoy working with people on this. So do consider me an ally if that's what you need. Music Works is generously supported by Alliance Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer, serving the music community since 1960, proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. Find out more at alliancemusic.co.uk. Thank you for listening. <laughs>